so serious when she says it every time. And well, it's nice because I always have to start a timer on my phone right. these days, and her tone really lets you know <laughs> we, mean, we mean business now, Matt. <laughs> Get your fucking phone out and start your timer. <laughs> Oh, it's too good. All right, you ready to rock? Sure am. All right, let's do it. Good day. You are listening to a podcast, but this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. All this. What the? This is the podcast starring the tens. Starring the tens. Start. The starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'll be the host of this here podcast, we Ted Smith. The greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. Uh, well, actually, he's not here. I'm not even going to talk about Cobb. He's at Burning Man. Uh, eight, it's 8 p.m. on a Tuesday. I've been to Burning Man. I'm sure he's having a lot of fun. Hopefully, he's lit up. You don't want to be a dark log when you're at Burning Man. I won't give too much. I won't talk too much about Burning Man, but trust me. If you're not lit up at night, you're going to get run over or hurt by a bike. It's a legit safety concern. I'm dead serious. The yep. first part. Also, of course, in the house, a little uh, duo podcast today. Matt, comedy producer, MCTP. Hi, Ted. Great to see you. Uh, so this will be a little nature podcast. But yeah, the first year I went to Burning Man with Cobb, like the first day we're out cruising around and it's like dusk and getting a little dark and people are like, you, you guys need to put on something that lights up. Like you're, you're going to get in trouble. I'm like, oh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And then it happened, and you realized. Yeah, because Saturday night, burn night, we were walking back from when they were burning the man, and, like, my jacket went out, and then my flashlight went out, and, like, caught, like literally, I almost got run over twice, and Kyle had to, like, pull me away. He's like, they did not see your one little dim light. I was like, damn. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's wild out there. But I'm saying Tuesday night, they're probably settling in. Usually Monday was always crazy. Yeah, Tuesday, well, every day's crazy. It's burning, man. Say Wednesdays usually when I'm like, all right, I gotta go do something on my own. Tired of you guys. Spirit quest. Spirit quest. Uh, so uh, obviously it's just gonna be Matt and I tonight. But uh, part of the reason it's gonna be the nature, I guess, outdoorsy cast is because I was in Montana last week, and Matt, you were at the Grand Canyon. Yeah. 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 We both traveled east, but not too far. <laughs> in our respective latitudes. I'll tell you what, man, I cannot get over it. Like, I had been to Montana once. I was down, like, the south end in Libby with our good buddy Justin Barnes because he's from there. So, like, I had seen Montana, but going up to Flathead Lake, it's just, I can't even explain how beautiful it was. All right, Flathead's cool. So, is that where you were staying? Okay, so I flew into Missoula, which, number one, if you don't have to fly into Missoula, do not. (laughs) Matt, it's a prop plane. It was one of the sketchiest landings I've ever been a part of. Whoa. Yeah, because Missoula is just in this giant valley surrounded by huge mountains. So there's already a ton of wind just whipping through there all the time. Then there's a thunderstorm. Like, I mean, the plane was like coming in sideways. We had to like pull out and fly around the airport and do a second attempt. Then there's like lightning bolts off the left of the wing. And like I have I've flown, you know me, I have flown a ton. I have never reached for my puke bag. I had to check to make sure where it was. 
And there was a lady next to me that had to be like in her 60s or 70s. And I'm on the aisle, right? And she just puts her hand on my forearm and goes, it's okay. This happens a lot here. So I don't know if I was like flinching or like, (laughs) but obviously I looked scared. Wow. She hadn't said a word to me the entire, I mean, it was only an hour. She hadn't said a word the whole time. She's like, that's so bad. (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) Uh, So I'm just saying. Like in retro next time, like don't get me wrong, Missoula is a great town. It's the biggest town, but like you don't have to fly into Missoula. Don't fly into Kalispell, like fly into somewhere else. And then another woman told me that oftentimes in the winter, they won't even land in Missoula. And they end up like just like, oh, we're gonna land in Kalispell. Wow, really? Yeah. Damn. So our buddy Jesse's from there. He picks me up. There's an old school like Montana bar right by the airport called Marvin's. 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 Go into Marvin's, get a beer and a shot. Jesse had like a beer. Uh, got a bison. First meal I had, bison burger. Classic. <laughs> right? Smart. Also, if you travel to Montana, bring cash. And almost like I only went to a couple bars, but outside of the brewery I went to the last day, like they're all cash only. Wow. Yeah, dude. Are there ATMs all over the place? I mean, the bars have ATMs. I'm just one of those people whenever I leave the airport because I'm a U.S. bank person. There's like no uh, fee. So I always grab like, you know, two or three hundred dollars in cash just to have it when I'm traveling. So I was like, oh, I have cash. Uh, But Marvin's was super cool. I was just like, this bar is great. You know me. I bought a hat, got burgers. (laughs) I also find it amazing that like, I was like, Jesse, I'm going to do another shot. You want one? I was like, I'm going to get a shot. She looks at him and goes, do you want one? And Jesse's like, no, no, no. I got to drive. She's like, so you don't want a shot? I was like, God, come on, Montana. Like, what are we doing out of here? <laughs> <laughs> so where we actually stayed was Polson, Montana. Okay. Flathead Lake. So it's like an hour drive north. Okay. Right. So it's nighttime. So you can't really see much other than like, there's just not much out here. So we get up to Polson. Cool little, I like, I don't know. I guess technically as it's on the lake, you would still call it a cabin, but it was just basically like a house. Okay. So I on get flat there. Flathead Lake. On Flathead Lake. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody's like kind of winding down. It's, it's already like 9 30, 10 o'clock. There's two kids are going to sleep. So we stay up a little bit. I, of course, some of the people I haven't met before, I'm, I'm killing them with like, just, you know, me random little knowledge about like, there's a praying mantis landed on the deck. And I was like, don't hurt the praying mantis. It's illegal. And then they're like, what? I was like, when I was a kid, I told it was illegal. So it turns out they're not protected. It's just bad luck. And then I was like, well, they call him praying mantis because his hands are praying. And one guy's like, no, that's not it. It's not how they spell it. And he's like, oh, Ted, you're exactly right. And then we start talking about like mascots and stuff and I'm connected. And they, so there was like three times that night. They're like, Ted, you're right. And I think Jesse finally was like, listen, man, it's Ted. Like he has a lot of random like fun facts that are actually facts. <laughs> First timer Ted experience. I mean, lucky them. <laughs> right. <laughs> So like all the couples have the rooms, but in the basement, there's like this little nook that has like not bunk beds, but there's one like twin bed and then there's a bunk bed above it. So I was like, oh, this is perfect. And it had like a fan down there and the the pillow top was comfortable. So I was like, oh, I'll just sleep down here in the Ted book. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know me. I'm already like naming stuff. 
So everybody's like, we got to go to the museum tomorrow. And I'm like, what museum are we going to? Matt, it's called the Miracle of America Museum in Polson, Montana. And on their sign, it says the Smithsonian of the West. Wow. Yeah, dude. I, you have never seen a place like this. Like the inside wow. is all like old Harley Davidsons, which are cool. A lot of war memorabilia and some, I don't know. You could tell political views. I was just like, okay. Like, I'm not going to get into that. And then outside, they have, like, a whole pioneer village. I mean, the, the complex is huge. And they have, like, decommissioned, like, airplanes and army helicopters and, like, fighter jets. And, like, randomly, they have, like, decommissioned, uh, like, fair rides. Like, and all the mannequins. And then they have, like, a fake little train station. They have stuff set up. It's like old Pioneer West, but they have these mannequins in there. Matt, they were f-ing frightening. Like I would not walk in that place if it was dark out. Like nightmare fuel. And like all these mannequins. They had a whole room that was just Christmas. And I don't know how to explain it. It had some of the weirdest, most disturbing Christmas decorations I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like somehow Santa looked evil. Wow. <laughs> what? It was, dude, it was, it was insane. Okay. So it's not just the Smithsonian of the West. It's like, and then some. Oh, I've never yeah. been to the actual Smithsonian. So I guess I don't know, but this sounds, sounds like they undersold it. Unlike Yakima claiming to be the Palm Springs of Washington, which feels like an overstatement. <laughs> no, this is right on par with calling it the Palm Springs of Washington. Okay. Yeah, I, will, I, I see what you're saying. But the other direction, because this sounds better than the Smithsonian, or like wilder. It, it is for sure wilder. Yeah. I mean, just I don't know how to like. I'm not trying to talk bad about the place, but some of it was just junk. Like they had a whole like, like out in the Pioneer Village, they had a whole place that was just washing machines and vacuum cleaners. But I'm like, these are from like the 40s and 50s. Like this isn't really exactly like, like I, I don't know, like. Yeah. For instance, uh, the next day, our buddy Cass, uh, she lives out there now in Montana. Really? Yeah. So she came by the house and we're all trying to describe it. Finally, I'm like, Cass, I will put it to you this way. It is 100% worth the $10 it costs to get in there. <laughs> that's, sounds I mean, like it. that's the best way I can sum it up. Like if you're ever over there, you and Tyler have to go in there and you'll be like, okay, I get what he's saying now. That's amazing. No, I mean, I'm so sold. Like, I want to go, I want to get there before the actual Smithsonian by a long shot. <laughs> well, that's the other thing, too. It's like, I grew up in DC. We go to the Smithsonian every year, if not twice a year on like school trips and yeah. stuff. And I'm like, the Smithsonian of the West. Like, I gotta, I gotta yeah. see them. I mean, I, you know, I want to check that out so bad. Yeah, see, I bought a patch. Miracle of America Museum, Polsom, Montana. Yeah, I bought a patch. I bought bumper stickers. I bought a magnet. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing about Montana. Everything is so cheap. Like one morning we were running late and we went to McDonald's. And it's like, there's like four adults in the car and one kid. Everybody got a sandwich and a coffee and a juice and everything. And like the total came up and I was like, Jesse, how is like McDonald's even cheaper? in montana and my our buddy josh he had gone there the morning before he's like i swear to god i think they're just trying to give it away <laughs> but it's just you know what i mean like stuff's just cheap there wow yeah uh wow. 
<laughs> Dude, it was, I don't tell you, that museum was one of the craziest places I ever been in my life. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, it sounds, uh, yeah. I, I think I talked about it on this cast when we went to Slab City. Have you heard of Slab City down here? Yes. Was it a little bit of that vibe? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Like they have a whole UFO section where they just built <laughs> other UFOs. It's Ironically, in the West. Yeah, and like people donate stuff. So they had like a fake little jail cell, and it was like this jail cell is actually from a small town in Maryland that got donated. So the guy that started it started it just drives around the country and collects this stuff, and people are like, "Oh, we'll donate this or that," and he goes and gets it and then puts it on this property. A jail cell? Can you go in it? No. So like, even when you go into like the train station thing, they have like kind of like, I guess almost like chicken wire up where all the mannequins are behind it. So you just kind of walk in. But like, seriously, it's not a velvet rope, is it? (laughs) No, the first exhibit, our one friend walked in there and we just heard her scream. And then somebody was like, hey, be careful when you go in there. It's a little scary. But it's it's one in the afternoon. Like, what do you mean it's scary? Then I walked in there and saw those dolls or those mannequins. and I was like, oh, oh, I get what they're saying. Like, and we met the guy. He was super nice. I'm just like, how does some of this stuff not frighten you? Like, like I mean, gosh, in the old decommission, like fair rides, they had a bus that said, do not enter and just had clowns painted on it. And I was like, like, I, if you if you could charge twenty dollars to go there on like around Halloween at nighttime and you would be scared. <laughs> I mean. It's, dude, I'm telling you, it was just freaking haunted house wild. year round. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, then we went over, yeah. Then we went over to his parents' house. They were great hosts, like handmade burgers, a, po- a pasta salad. That was arguably the best pasta salad I'd had. Plus, we had been out in the sun all day. So, like, eating a hamburger off the grill some pasta salad we had like another thing of salad and like fruit i was just like oh my god this is such a like breathing life back into me i mean those people were great hosts on a boat which is like the size of the room that i'm in there's a giant mess by the way um and so i'm sure it's in the blood right you went up a generation and they took good care of you i believe it i've met them and you know me, like his uncle's there. I start BSing with him. He's from <laughs> Omaha. Like, right. So by the time the burgers are getting served, he's like, Do you want cheddar or like provolone? And we got the other white cheeses. Some of them have double cheese. And I go, You know what? I'll take one with two cheeses. And he doesn't miss a beat. He goes, You know what? You're taking a double burger. And I was like, All right. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know me, I'm always worried. Like, Jesse, do we have enough beer? He's like, I don't think he's like, we'll bring the cooler, but I think we'll be all right. Man, they had two giant white coolers, one with like sodas, one just like Coors Light, local beers. I mean, it was it was it was awesome. I don't know that everybody in the group was having as much fun as I was, because then we had a cornhole tournament. <laughs> like, right? Like his his dad's like neighbor, Rogers over there. And like they just start talking trash to me, which you know I love. So sounds talking- like you hired them to throw the thing. Yeah, like to the point of like, Jamie was like, all right, we have to go too. And I was like, all right, one more game. And I got involved in like a money game for $5. Oh, gosh. Yeah, Cornhole's no joke in Montana. 
the men, the women, everybody. And they have like pro boards with like different bags. Like everybody plays. It's like a, wow. it's a massive deal. That's why it's on ESPN. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. They have the ACL boards. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's wild. How'd you, how'd you fare? You, you, I mean, you were hanging in the land of the cornhole, right? Well, I, I beat the uncle in the first yeah. game. Cause I had, it was me and Jesse. But then uh, when we started the tournament, they, they mixed up all the teams. So the girl I got, like, she just, like, she's got her kid with her. Like she just wasn't too interested. So we lost in the first round. Okay. But then I played in the conflict. I played in the losers bracket. I, <laughs> this sounds bad, but I, Kind of jettisoned my teammate. It was like, Katie, you're on my team now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, oh so man. Cool. Yeah. And the other thing I'll say is Tuesday during the day, have you ever made dough? No. By hand? No. Matt, it is a pain in the ass. Sounds like it. So one couple brought one of those portable pizza ovens. So we were going to make pizza. Everybody gets to make their own pizza on Wednesday. But four of us had to make dough, right? And the other thing I should mention is that when Jesse picks me up, I'm like, can we stop by the grocery store? I need to get some food so I can cook some stuff. And he's like, no. I'm like, no. He's like, our fridge is packed. He's like, you don't need, like, I don't know that you could even fit more food in it. Because you know how it is. Everybody brought, like, extra food and wanted to feed everybody. Yeah. So then I, classic Ted mode, I'm like, all right. So they're like, who will help make the dough? And I'm like, I'll help make the dough. Right. But kneading dough, I don't know how to explain it for 10 minutes and it's like sticky all over your fingers. Like it was like a, it was like a workout, man. You got to get in there and do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then wow. the next day we get up, there is massive thunderstorms and this lake is like a goddamn ocean. It blew a wooden canoe off our dock into the neighbor's dock. And we had to go rescue during a thunderstorm. What? Matt, there was like three, they, we had a, uh, what do you call it? Uh, you know, like the cement wall on a beach. Yeah, retaining wall. Yeah, or like the bulkhead or whatever. Okay, yeah, whatever. Like, during so the people storm, know, people are yelling. Oh like, yeah. yeah. F- like during the storm, there's waves coming over this bulkhead, and I'm like, like this is a lake, but I guess it's the biggest lake east of the Mississippi, outside of the Great Lakes. Okay. Or west of the Mississippi. West, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, <sighs> dude, I- I'm telling you, it was. It was unbelievable. So then Wednesday, we wait out the storms. Then we go down, having an awesome lake day. They got, I don't know what those ra- those floats are, but they're like massive. It's just like a pad. And you'd fit a bunch of people on them. Okay. Yeah. So is we're it, out there. Just stay out there? Yeah. We just, we tied it up to the dock. Yeah. We're out there. Also, I don't want to brag, but I think I was the strongest swimmer of the group. Everybody wow. like floaties and like nobody else. And it wasn't. Like, if you jumped in with force with your feet, I could touch the bottom and push off. I don't know that I would have dove in. I mean, you you could have dove. Okay. But, like, I'm the only one jumping in. I'm swimming around the dock and back. <laughs> and <I'm> like, <laughs> I mean, the water was so choppy at a certain point. Like, I'm doing, like, the side swim with just one arm to conserve energy. Getting rocked. <laughs> yeah, dude, seriously. That's probably why they weren't swimming. They're like, this is not good conditions. Like, I don't care. Like a dog. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, the first morning I got up and ran down there and jumped in the lake. And then Frank, <laughs> Frank is a little girl named Francis. Oh, yeah. only about three. Yeah. Good yeah, clarification. So she, yeah. She's like, I want to go like I want to get in the float. So I like I just pushed her around in like the shallow pen for like half an hour. And I was like, all right, we got to get out. <laughs> uh, right. So I'm jumping in and out. We're having a great time. Then it's time to make the pizzas. 
So we go upstairs and it's awesome. Like they're, they're firing up the, the oven. The girl, Amanda, she's from Philly. So we're BS and I guess her parents were caterers. So, I mean, they're just, she's like, let me just make some quick garlic bread. Cause you know how it is when you're sitting out on a lake for like three or four hours, like some people are drinking, some aren't, but like nobody's eating nothing. And like, you know, like you're getting kind of tired. The sun's zapping you. Yeah. But she just yeah. pumps out this garlic bread real quick. And I, oh. I, right. She's like, we just need to get calories. I was like, you're right. People need to eat. And she's like, bread, cheese, and like butter and garlic. Like you can't go wrong. I was like, you're a genius. Oh, man. Everyone's got the refreshments handled. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the other thing. A couple of the girls just kept making these massive like bowls of batch cocktails. And like, I'm a good drinker. Like I had one beer and then took, they were like, Ted, try it. I took a sip and I go, this is dangerous. And they're like, why? And I'm like, it's delicious. But I saw the amount of liquor you put in there. Like I had one of those and like put myself in an hour timeout. Cause, I, Cause this was early in the day. I was like, Oh, I'm going to be like a fall on the floor drunk. Oh. <laughs> Anyhow, we start pumping out pizzas. I, of course, I mean, you got to be gentle with dough. I was not. Yeah. Right. So mine was more of an artisan flatbread. <laughs> Jesse, of course, pumped out like a perfect round barbecue chicken pizza. But I mean, oh. you know, you got fresh mozzarella. I just made a margarita pizza with pepperoni. Some yeah. salami. Right. Because you got fresh mozzarella, like Ooh. all the vegetables you could want. They had mushrooms there. I don't know what they were. I don't even generally like mushrooms. They were white. They almost look like chicken. But like they were really good. I put like people were putting those on pizza and stuff. Yeah. There's so it's a fun thing. People may not know Jesse, but he's a pretty he's a pretty fly dude, I would say. Would be a would you say that's a fair word? Yeah, and right. And Jesse's not like me. Like if it comes to like cornhole or something, I'll talk shit. <laughs> it's part of my strategy. Jesse never says a word. He just kind of like wins games and of course made like the most perfect pizza out of anything. It's like, of course he's good at this. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would love to see your pizza side by side with his because like there's elements of him where I'm like, I like to be more like Jesse, but there's also this element of you where the pizza that you made, you were just, there's an element of you were so okay with it. You laugh at it. You just let yourself be the, like, I would make the pizza that looks a lot like yours. And there's a lot of moments where I'm just bumbling through my day. And it's like, here we go again, Matt. Like, this is the life. This is all you do. Like these moments do not make the podcast highlight reels, you know, but they're fun. They're fun. They're, you you could envision us doing them. Right. And it's like, in but the there's fun. an element of being okay with that that you're just uh, awesome about that I love about you that's just as important as like knowing fly people <laughs> in the process like it was fun I just like of course like they need somebody to go first I was like I'll go first and like <laughs> Amar is like showing me his technique and then Amanda comes in and she's like what technique did he show you and I was like I don't, she's like no try this one or this one she goes I just gave you four different techniques she's like just be a little more gentle. You're manhandling your dough. They overwhelmed you. When was the last time you made a pizza by hand, Ted? Never. Never. Okay. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. I don't think I've ever done. I'm like, I've used bobbly crust and like put my own sauce and cheese. I've, I've done bobbly. I've done pizza kits, but right. I have never formed. First of all, I've never made dough. And then I've never been there the next day and formed my own pizza. 
Okay. Yeah. So I've bought dough from Whole Foods and made my own pizza from that. Okay. And that was a disaster. And I had a I had a feminine touch keeping the guardrails on for me, but she was basically she was a lot more like Jesse, you know, but because yeah. it was a female, she's like, No, this is how you do it. But she was very yeah, she she kept it a little bit better, but I just remember I remember that struggle from my one time making a pizza as well. Yeah, and like weed is legal now in Montana, right? So I've been out on the lake having fun, right? Uh, having you know, just a little. Yeah, right? Right? And then I'm smoking and stuff. So by the time I get my pizza finally made, like I'm like, and the part of it is like, Amar shows you how to do it, then you're supposed to cook it, and I just blatantly went, Amar, I, I need help. He's like, what? I need help, man. Like I am, I am on the struggle bus right now. Like, you not tell. Right. He, I was like, you could tell, like, I'm just drinking water. Like, I put myself on a timeout. Like, I need a little help right now. And he's like, all right, I got you. But the thing you would have liked the best, right? You have all these toppings. You make whatever pizza you want. But then every time they come in, we're just cutting them up. And that's, like, part of the thing. You just sit there and kind of eat a little piece. Try everybody's. And this was this at the house? Yeah. We were we were growing them. We were cooking them out on the deck. We just had the <sighs> – it's one of those portable pizza ovens. What so we just cool... had it sitting on the table out on the deck. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty fun. I was taking pizza parties to a new level, man. You're it on is. the lake making outdoor pizzas. Yes. <sighs> yeah, and that's the thing. It's like it's a bit of a process, but like, I don't know. It was super fun. And it was like not everybody wanted to go to the museum or go to this place. That was the one thing where the whole group was like, all right, yeah, we'll stop. Like the most complicated thing was the only thing this whole group agreed on. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Also, I'm offended. There's people that didn't want to go to the Smithsonian of the West on, <laughs> on behalf of those who are not in Pulse in Montana and cannot go visit. I'm <laughs> upset to hear that. <laughs> Right. And then, yeah, there were some crazy lightning storms over in the mountains across the way. So, like, it was fun. We sat up at night, sat on the dock. You know me. I can't stay out of the freaking water. So, it's it's chilly at night. And I finally just was like, are your feet in the water? And I was like, yeah. He's like, Jesus, man. And then after we were down there for, like, half an hour, he's like, Is it like are you cold? I was like, I hate to admit it. I shouldn't have had my feet in the water. I am kind of cold. It's <laughs> a bold move. Yeah. I, I know, but I'm, you know, I mean, you've hung out with me enough. Like, I'm like, yeah. most people don't look at me and go, I can swim in full right there. Yeah. Loves the water. But you, you've hung out with me enough. It's like, right, if there's a body of water, I'm going to be in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No matter the time of day. <laughs> <laughs> so I kept telling, first of all, nobody else will jump off the dock. And then the, everybody is lives in Seattle now. And I told I told the story about jumping in Lake Sammamish in November after those UFC fights. And I mean, they were shocked. They're like, "You did what?" In a Lake bunch Sammamish? of us did it. Yeah, and they were like, "How cold was that?" I was like, "Oh, it was freezing cold. Like it yeah. was it was not the best call I've made." But also, yeah. like, there was a lake. We got to get in. <laughs> yeah. How many of us did it? It felt like six or seven at least. Was group was group with us? Did he group was with us? I don't know if he jumped. George and Nick were with us. I'm pretty sure. They definitely jumped in. I'm sure, then, was there. I don't know if he was. He would. Tyler, Bill, Bill was the first one in. I was the second oh, one. Yeah, in. I forgot Bill was with us. Yeah. So there was a bunch of us, but yeah, we all lived. 
<laughs> I told them that too. They go, how cold is it? I said, look, I've done some crazy things in my life. I go, that is one time my body was like, get out of this water. What are you doing? Yeah. Right. Like, seriously, get out of the water. Like, this is cool. Get out of the water now. Yeah. God. Oh, yeah. And you know me, like some people, I, and I always forget, some people just aren't strong swimmers or get a little spooked when they're swimming. And you know me, like once in a while people are like, Ted, you all right? Because I'm like out past the dock. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, if I get tired, I'll just turn around and float. <laughs> Because my one buddy that I I had met him before, but we were kind of bonding, Josh, like the last day, he was like, yeah, man, you were actually like really like swimming, swimming. I was like, yeah, man. It was like by Friday, I was like, man, I'm like, a little physically tired. He was like, yeah, I'm not shocked. <laughs> We've been some laps added up, but you're swimming out like, especially if that if there's that weather like those, that chop is nothing. There's not nothing to mess with like. No, that chop was legit. Like, yeah. I'll put it to you this way. At, some, at one point on Wednesday when the chop was still crazy, like, by the end of the day, like, because you had to go around the dock to get back in. And I was like, Josh, give me one of your noodles. Like, like even I'm getting a little tired and getting a little worried. I'm just going <laughs> to stick this one underneath my arms and kind of swim it out. <laughs> oh, that's all. <laughs> So then, uh, yeah, so then the next morning, just a small group of us, Jesse's mom works at uh, Montana Wild Wings, which is a raptor sanctuary, like the Ooh. birds. Okay. So we got like a private like viewing of like, wait, I'll give you some instance. For instance, red, red tail hawks. While they can be a red tail hawk, not all of them have red tails. Okay. Often in the hawk and falcon family, uh, the females are much larger than the males. Okay. Keep in mind, they're like three feet from us with these massive birds. Uh, then we went into like the inside cages. Uh, barn owls are fucking frightening. They, they're all white. They have a white face. The only way to describe the noise is uh, it sounded like a banshee from like Irish folklore. And it's also part of the reason people are scared of cemeteries because these owls live in cemeteries. So it's nighttime and they make this awful, awful noise. And they swoop by with their white face. So that's where a lot of people back in the day thought there was always ghosts in cemeteries. No. Yeah. Wow. Also, don't throw apple cores or banana peels out your window. While it's biodegradable, the problem is, is that mice will eat it and that attracts bigger birds and then they get hit by cars. <laughs> I should also mention, keep in mind, as his mom and her friend are giving all these speeches, it is hot out. I am hungover. I'm barely saying a word. And then like later that night, I was like, I was like, yeah, well, I learned this and that. And his mom was like, oh, you were actually paying attention. I was like, I know I looked like shit, but I was paying attention. Like, you can't give out this many, this much knowledge and not think I'm not going to soak it in. <laughs> and you then no uh, idea when that's going to come in handy, but I'm ready. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then I won't, I won't, I'll stop about Montana, but that was up in Kalispell. I always say it wrong. It's like Cali spell, but you can't say that Cali spell. But then we went to a bar <clears throat> called Moose's. You go into Moose's, sawdust on the ground, right? right. Cash only. Jesse's favorite pizza place. Uh, they serve pizza and sandwiches. And then the beers come in like these ice cold, like goblets. Okay. So I get, right. So you know me. I get a pitcher of beer, ice cold goblets. I've been out sweating. And then uh, the guy's like, do you want peanuts? 
And I was like, yeah. So then I'm having a cold, ice cold beer, throwing peanut shells on the ground. I'm like, this is like, if you go to Cosfell, you got to go to Moose's and get the pizza. Right. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And they have a men's room red sign by their men's room. No. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, I signed it. So if anybody listens to this and you go there, the bartenders thought I was insane because you can sign the bar. They're like, you're not supposed to sign the signs. I'm like, right, but it's the radio show I work on. And finally, like the other bartender is like, all right, whatever. So if anybody goes in there, just please tell them, like, oh, I know that radio show. I'm pretty sure they're convinced I'm just a whack job. <laughs> uh, and then the last, so that evening, we just kind of cooked food at the house. And then uh, my buddy Josh took me back. I was flying out of Missoula. I want to bring up Conflux Brewery. Matt, first of all, we've been in the sun all day. We get to Conflux. There's air conditioning. I haven't watched TV all week. There's F1 practice on. I was like, oh, thank God I'm home. And then uh, maybe the best sandwich I've ever had at a brewery. Wow. I got to pull it up. It was. All right. Listen to this. Blackened steelhead trout BLT, Columbia River steelhead trout, bacon, avocado, romalade, lettuce, tomato, on like toasted like sourdough bread. Right, even the bartender, she's like chatting me up. She's like, "Oh, you made the right call." Like that, <laughs> and I was like, "This is this might be," and I told her, I go, "This might be the greatest like sandwich I've ever had in a brewery." Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I do like when they do that with BLTs, where they like throw something that totally changes it, and then it's like it's not really a BLT at that point. Uh, it's got those initials for a reason. This is just a trout sandwich at this point with bacon on it, which is a great idea. Right? And the avocado. And the avocado. Oh, yeah, so it's a trout BLTA they're calling it or something. Yeah, but it's just you can name it whatever you want at that point. It's a new sandwich. It's fine. <laughs> Like, You're right. Great <laughs> topping. But as soon as I put turkey on a BLT, it's a club sandwich. Totally different thing. But they do that with anything else. They're like, oh, and I know there's a technical, you know, club sandwich classification. But still, that sounds amazing because um, that I don't know. You were the one that turned me on to the black and salmon Caesar salad, like North Bend Bar and Grill is still like the best one but that's a good thing to know about and order at places like i like i like blackened fish all of a sudden that was where it started was with you so now you're putting it on a blt i'm game yeah i'm with you dude i mean it was so good when i flew home i literally went to a place around the corner and got a blackened salmon caesar salad so i was like i'm on this blackened fish kick today up front plus like you know what I mean, like we had been eating burgers and hot dogs and stuff so it just it tasted so fresh and good that's so good. Oh, I yeah. Think, all right. Now, you were in the Grand Canyon. I was. Yeah. Um, there's also a bunch of lightning there, just like Montana. Like, I don't know if it was the same system or the same time. This was not the weekend that just finished. It was the weekend before. Okay. Yeah. There's a like, so it was crazy because. On the drive from California to Arizona, we were staying in Flagstaff. So we had to drive to Flagstaff and we saw that there's going to be lightning over Flagstaff before we got there, but kind of like moving around the area. And we just saw it 
like our whole drive into Arizona, we were just like watching lightning, but it was just far enough out of the way that it was like, all right, well, we're just driving into lightning. It's not like right at us. Like right. two got pretty close, but <laughs> it was nuts. Just like witnessing it from a distance. Cause you can just see like the individual bolts tower was the one that was the passenger. So she had better view. I was driving, but it was like, so clear these bolts coming through these clouds just lighting it up like a section of the sky that's what i'm saying we were sitting on the lake wednesday night the lightning was like i don't know how far off it was but it was just on these mountains and we we just sat there and kept watching the same thing like just bolts streaking across the sky and then shooting down we were like damn it's so cool um yeah yeah so we saw like the whole way into flagstaff we got to flagstaff we stayed at the KOA. They, right. had a, they had a teepee, a six-person teepee for a hundred bucks a night, which for the two of us, that's like a luxury suite teepee. Yeah, game <laughs> on. Yeah. So it had a bunk bed and uh, two futons, and we were just on the bottom of the bunk bed, and then the futons were basically like that. That was so much extra room for the two of us and our little bit that we packed um and never stayed in tp before it was awesome um they're not like a door or is it just like a like a no it's a zip up it's like a zip up flap all right you crawl through the hole of um and then you know but it was a legit tp so it's got a wooden platform and then it's like whatever that canvas tarp thing is that it's made out of a skin of some sort back in the day i don't know if this is a modern synthetic material don't ask me but it did the job but it's got the big like wooden posts that it wraps around going diagonal and everything but the way the flaps went down i didn't point this out till sunday morning but you just look and it's like i saw it as soon as we went in i was like first thing i noticed was a rattlesnake could get in here so easily. <laughs> like that, I was just thinking, like, dude, what about the snakes? So I got a couple bug bites, but no, no, no rattlers made it in, which is good because Arizona has like six or seven more types of rattlesnakes than we do. Like they just have, it's crazy. Um, there's, I want to say, there's like Grand Canyon specific rattlesnakes. Like, um, it wouldn't surprise me bunch of them are diamondbacks but yeah um so anyways it was um it was not rattlesnake proof in the teepee like i said i noticed within 10 seconds of entering didn't point it out till we were leaving sunday but yeah it was, other than that amazing experience you don't want to say anything ruin the mood but yeah it was it was a little bit real on that front um oh, that is so real like I mean, as soon as you brought it up the first thing in my head was like that's why I asked about the flap. Like, does it zip on, on the bottom too to make sure nothing gets in? No, no, it's not. It's not rodent proof, snake proof, or insect proof. Um, there was a lot of bugs or, in or scorpion proof, I suppose too. I always forget about those little fuckers. We have some down here. I haven't seen them, but um, not a ton. Again, Arizona has like all those desert creatures, like way, way more of them than Palm Springs. So. The desert creatures, like, while they creep me out to their, like, I've watched, you know me, I love, like, nature specials. It is amazing how they survive. They're pretty impressive. They're scrappy, you know. Um, they don't really want any trouble, any of them. 
But I like yeah. at the end of the day, just they're probably not gonna. You're probably not gonna see them. They're not gonna. They're gonna do their best to make sure you don't see them. And then if you do, just show them some respect. You'll be fine. I did. There was a little gardener snake that like almost ran across my feet at the bird sanctuary. And was like, I, you know, I don't like snakes, but he was going into a bald eagle like cage. And I was like, don't go in there, dude. Like the bald eagle is just like, he is going to snatch you up real quick. And I'm like, I don't even like snakes. But I was like, no, 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 not there, man. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Um, yeah. Just so, yeah. Just so obvious um, as a target. But yeah, we went to the, I thought like, man, the Grand Canyon's up like all remote. You know, Flagstaff's basically the nearest town I can see on Google Maps when I look at the entire state of Arizona at once. So, you know, that's got to be the closest lodging situation. And KOAs are pretty popular. So <laughs> to get a teepee at a KOA in Flagstaff the week before we went to the Grand Canyon felt like a home run, right? 100 bucks yeah. a night. You get there. It's not rattlesnake proof. Okay. And then the Grand Canyon is still an hour and a half away. And all right. But it's cool to go up through Flagstaff because then we entered on the east entrance of the just all on the south rim. And then we entered on the east entrance and you go through all the checkpoints and, you know, there's all these different places you can stop. And we hit a bunch of them. Um, you just get out, you look and it's just different vantages of it. And they're all pretty dope. You know, it's it's pretty breathtaking. You know, it's worth just getting out, taking your time. But still, even farting around, we made it through to basically the other side in like three hours or something you know it wasn't like the whole day got eaten up on that side and then um then we got to the the main entrance and then that's where it's called the village and i mean they gotta have room for like fifteen thousand people up there between all the campsites and the hotel and all the cabins and it was just like there's a lot of lodging at the Grand Canyon. That's a little pro tip for anybody like <laughs> Flagstaff KOA is not a home run lodging situation. <laughs> pro tip. You don't have to fight all snakes and scorpions. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's one takeaway. Um, and then, uh, yeah, like I said, it was just, it was just gorgeous. And then, but so when we, we tried to get lunch. We could not get lunch. We had beef jerky on the bus instead. Um, <laughs> that was just so there's a bus that goes to it, the this other side of the South Rim that at this time of year is only accessible by foot or by bus or by bike. And so um, we hopped on the bus to go to the first first stop look out there. And the guy hopped out and hopped on the bus. The shuttle driver was like, guys, this is an amazing side. It's going to have less people than over there because you have to cross that little barrier and hop on this bus or walk the entire time. And, you know, most people just aren't having it. So welcome. It's amazing. You, If you can walk between these stops as much as possible. Right. And so we ended up walking the south rim of the canyon on on that side probably like it's like nine miles total or eight miles total but we probably walked four of those miles just the two of us like basically no one around and then it was kind of as sunset was starting and we're facing the canyon 
with the sun setting behind us for most of that, which lights the canyon up and where it puts on the show. The guy says that on the bus announcements like, guys, it's about to be sunset. You don't want to actually look at the sunset until the sun is down. In the meantime, you want to look away from the sun and watch what the setting sun does to the canyon. You're here for the Grand Canyon, not a sunset. <clears throat> watch right. the Grand Canyon. Once the sun's over the horizon or below the horizon, you can go look over there and it won't hurt your eyes. And that's when it'll look the prettiest. And so are you just in tennis shoes walking around or like hiking? This was all a flat walk. We were in tennis okay. shoes. Okay. Um, right. <clears throat> it's all flat. It was not a hike at any point for us on this. It was just, <clears throat> there's a couple of points where there's a cliff and you know, you have plenty of room before the cliff, but there were some jokes about like, cause earlier I was like loudly as a, as a bit, I was, <laughs> Tyler said something and I was just like, no, fuck you. I hate you. <laughs> oh, 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 I think it's very good to say right now. <laughs> it was just a funny joke, you know? And, yeah. then, and then there we are playing around on the, on the cliff side, just the two of us, like, Please do not. I we got a bunch of witnesses that would not. not oh no, you're going to jail. Yeah. So <laughs> one of you is if one yeah. of you falls. But we couldn't make that was one joke. I didn't say it super loud. And some people probably did hear it, but it was just more of a funny, funny goof. But you know, um, we had that kind of space where we were we were laughing about it pretty loud because it's just the two of us. And then the last two, we basically like timed it just perfectly. So we were walking along the canyon facing part of the trail. And then as soon as the sun dipped behind the horizon, we we turned the point and just started walking right into the sunset till till the finish line. Like it was perfect. And so here's a kicker, Ted, about halfway through all that. The lightning starts or the thunder starts. Oh, thunder starts. Oh. Here's some rumbles. So, so then I was like, oh, we got some thunder off in the distance and you can't really tell how far, but there wasn't any lightning yet. And so, but just thunder, I mean, that's not no big deal, right? If there's not lightning bolts five feet away from you, it's not, not that big a deal, but a bunch of people were hiding beneath trees, which we were not, you know, but it was just like, okay, we'll keep an eye out. And then as we got about like kind of turning the corner there's just all this lightning out over the canyon right it's like clouds were out there but there's like patches of clouds so it's like blue sky patches of regular clouds dark patch of clouds with some showers on coming off of it and then like lightning lighting up bits of it the whole time right like at sunset walking the grand canyon just two of us so definitely recommend take the walking trail if you can um, we were making a lot of jokes because it was all foreign languages and heavy accents that we heard on that side. Not right. a lot of Americans <laughs> walking. I'd say the opposite is Montana. I don't think I heard one accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, would you hear them all day? It was like this is cool. This is like a world class thing here in America. You know, people would come from all over the world to check us out, um, and you see why. But on the quiet side, not very many Americans taking the taking the walking path. And it was that like, doesn't oh, shock me. Yeah, I appreciate the solace and this like amazing. I mean, you just. All I had heard was like the Grand Canyon's like Disneyland, 
it's packed everywhere. And it certainly was in a lot of places, but we also like had an hour and a half, two hours, like where it felt like we had it all to ourselves. And then we hopped on a couple of bus bus like hops to get to get over some of the space ones, you know, the longer ones. We're like, ah. We timed it just perfect. So yeah, Grand Canyon was awesome. Bunch of bunch of weather. Like there's not a ton of weather here in the desert. So it was exciting. Um I didn't realize how many trees are in northern Arizona. And like it's just straight up mountains. Like right. it was cold. Cause I thought Arizona was just one big desert. Cause I've been to Phoenix and I've been to Yuma and that's about it. <laughs> and then <laughs> and I was like, huh. Oh, I guess I'll just bring my desert clothes. <laughs> and it's like, and then you're driving there. And then like, I got out of it at a, to get gas somewhere. And I was like, what is going on in this town? And then it was like, cause I think we were still in like California. We were in some, the entrance of Arizona. And then it was like Flagstaff was probably colder than that the whole time. And then we're sleeping in a teepee, Ted. So, you know, I wore, I brought one pair of sweats and one hoodie and I wore those with layers underneath and slept under all the blankets and like oh, it was that cold. I mean, it was it was like 55, but that's pretty cold to me. To I was be, gonna say, especially coming from the desert. To be and then out in 55, the yeah, is is not exactly comfortable. But to me, yeah, I was freezing. I mean, I my teeth weren't chattering, but the TP had a heater in it. So as soon as we went in, I turned on the heater and that thing worked really quick. And then we had to turn it off. And so that first night, you know, <laughs> figured that out. But then I was like, yeah, just put on all your layers. And that's a pretty comfortable cruising altitude. So, yeah, I was, I was surprised. But it was a lot of fun. I think the, the one time I really got caught off guard by the weather was, uh, I remember years ago, I don't know if we were doing the cash jet, but I drove down to Crater Lake by myself. Oh, yeah. And I stopped right before Mount Hood. And actually, me and Joe stopped there and we went to Bend. And it's like... Same, it's like June, right? Like late June. So when I leave Seattle, it's like nice out. I'm in shorts and a t-shirt and I stop at this one place. There's like a little grocery store, a gas station and a really good Mexican restaurant. But I got out or like I rolled down the windows, right? They have to pump your gas. And I like got out for a second. And I was like, holy shit. Like I'm never cold. Like I'm freezing out here. <laughs> and same thing. I remember when I got up to like Crater Lake, like when I, you know, you got to drive. Have you ever been there? Yep. So, I mean, that's a pretty, like, windy road. And, where, and yeah. when I got to the top of it, like, I was like, oh, my God, I got to put on a hoodie at least. Like, I was like, I couldn't, I just, it, it befuddled me. How cold, like, how, I was like, I was not ready for it to be this cold in June. But it's like, right, you're up on top of a giant mountain. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I was like, it's a summer in Arizona, you know? And then it's like, yeah, bring your hoodie. <laughs> Well, yeah, and that was the only thing on our trip, right? Like, it was like the one girl was like, I didn't bring any like comfortable clothes. I just brought like jeans and stuff. Like, I didn't even bring a pair of jeans, but like, I'm with you. Wherever I, tra- even if I travel to the East Coast, I always have at least one pair of sweats and one hoodie with me. Yeah. And I a mean, pair of basketball shorts. Oh, yeah. I had like three. Yeah. And in no way are they a sponsor, but I got a pair of Chubbies, the bathing suits. Uh huh. Best purchase I've made in a long time. Nice. They're so comfortable and they have like that lining and they just, they just look cool. I think they like sent you a picture before I left. Maybe. Yeah. 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 I don't know if I got that actually. All right. I feel like I remember you and you and new, a new swimsuit. 
<laughs> I tend to remember most swimsuit photos I get sent to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one is just me chilling in the swimsuit at my buddy's house, drinking a rainy air, looking tough. Uh, yeah, but I also think that's a Seattle thing. Like I always like every day I walk to work, I always have my hoodie with me. It's yeah. Somewhere, somewhere in my bag. Even like when I was in Milwaukee, my brother was like, why do you keep bringing a hoodie everywhere? I'm like, you don't know, man, you might need it tonight. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, all right. I guess the only other thing I would mention is, uh, again, you have to be up in the pulse and you see that picture. Yeah. They're short, they're picture. And they have like a liner with them that's like teal green. Okay. Yeah. So like, first of all, probably the most comfortable shorts I've ever owned. And they just look cool. Yeah. <laughs> they're great. <laughs> I, wore, I mean, I wore them every day. Oh, I mean, love like it. when we went to like Casfell and stuff, I put on like actual shorts. But other than that, I was just in those chubbies every day. Um. Okay. The, um. Yeah. I wear a lot of shorts with liners these days. Love yeah, I'm, I'm switching over. Like Instagram kept hitting me up with the chubbies. Yeah. Now that I own a pair, like I see all the other brands for like workout shorts. Or, and I'm like, what am I doing wearing underwear? Like a yeah. freaking idiot. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was also going to say we drove through uh, Jerome, Arizona, when you were talking about the smithsonian of the west it had similar vibes to that you might know it because maynard from tool uh grows wine out there Um, all right but that town is just built into a jagged mountainside and like all these like old old buildings like it's an old mining town or something and like these old buildings just like like they're ready to fall off the mountain and there's literally like skeletons hanging on one of them and there's skeletons just peppered about town for funsies i guess i don't know but it's not halloween and they just like it was so weird and you're like oh this this makes sense for the guy from tool to just hide from society up here <laughs> in this <laughs> desolate little place but yeah um if anyone out there's ever been uh yeah jerome is super rad we're visiting red bull in prescott which is like oh nice yeah we went down to sedona from the grand canyon or from Flagstaff KOA to the Sedona for brunch and then cut over through all that. And yeah, it was, it was a good day, but Jerome's tight. And uh, so is Sedona. If you're ever just doing an Arizona road trip, those two smaller towns, very cool as well. Yeah. And that's what I told people. Cause like, I talked about a little bit on like the uh, happy hour and people were like flying to Montana to Missoula. Is it worth driving up to Pulse? And I'm like, I don't know you, so I can't say yes or no, but like if you're going from Missoula and you're going up to like Kalispell, like stop in Polson and go to that damn museum. The Miracle <laughs> of America Museum. <laughs> I want somebody to email me and be like, I've been there or I know what you're talking about. I mean, it was, it was, it, it just, I always forget like so much of our country is wide open. I'm just like, this is, this is different. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. It's crazy how much open land there is when you just head that way a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, I also stopped at uh, M&S Meats and got uh, bison pepperoni and elk summer sausage. Okay, yeah. is that in Montana somewhere? It is. Yeah, they have like the first store I think is is a little south of Kyle's but they have like a, they have like some newer ones at Kyle's But okay. again, I bought a hat. I bought beef jerky. 
I bought I bought a shirt with a bear fishing, <laughs> like fish Montana. Like I didn't I didn't <laughs> fish while I was there. But like I wore it out the other night. I was like, oh, long sleeve tee with shorts. I was like, this looks cool. And I'm waiting for somebody to be like, would you catch it? Would you fish with? It? Like, nah. I just bought it at the meat store. And I was getting beef sticks or <laughs> elk sticks. <laughs> <laughs> Also, between my cousin's popcorn, Swift Valley popcorn, and Cobb's popcorn, we bought like some Huckleberry popcorn, and this girl goes, it's not that good, but you should try it. I was like, okay. So I try it, and I was like, oh, see what they did is they didn't let it sit long enough. It's been in the bag. That's why it's all sticking to your teeth and everything. <laughs> How do you know this? And I'm like, it, it, it's a long story. I know a lot of people that make popcorn. But like now I've become like a popcorn ass. <laughs> <laughs> can't help it right you didn't even choose the game the game chose you by yeah. association uh all right well cobb's not here so we don't have emails we don't have a cop topic we even you could throw a break in there we've been going for like an hour already but yeah this is this is the nature cast all right matt and i we travel that's what we do we see america and and the Museum of the Miracle of America Museum. <laughs> My main thing would be like Missoula is a cool town, college town. Like if you go to Missoula, you'll have fun. But if you're in Cosfeldo, you've got to go to Mooses. Trust me. I got a picture with me holding a beer in front of a giant moose. Like again, sawdust on the ground. You throw your peanut shells on the ground, like ice cold goblets. Even if you get a soda, they put it in the ice cold goblet. <laughs> <laughs> sounds amazing i have a i got a at home goods for like five bucks i haven't put anything in it yet i want to put grape juice in it it's just a glass skull like oh the, nice. with a cork on it yeah tyler dragged me to home goods she didn't find anything <laughs> that was all we bought <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good that's pretty funny <laughs> yeah a fun trip <laughs> oh man all right well that'll wrap it up for this week Cobb will be back I think he'll be back in town by next Tuesday because next Monday will be Labor Day Monday's Labor Day right we got pain in the grass coming up this weekend they burn the man Saturday night Labor Day weekend but they burn the temple on Sunday so if they okay. stay for the temple burn I'm not sure they'll be back by Tuesday but either way Matt and I will be here pain in the grass is this coming weekend yeah oh awesome yeah. how fun yeah, man. Three days. Oh, that'd be awesome. Enjoy. <laughs> I will. I won't, trust me. I wanted to hit up Mitch and be like, "Can I just stay out on the like the house, like the little house down like by the lake?" Because I'm like, I'm gonna be out in the sun all day. Like the one time we went over there after painting the grass was freaking awesome. He would let you do it. I'll text him if you don't. No, it's all right. Taryn and Brad already hooked me up. I think we're, oh. staying, I think we're staying at Taryn's sister's house because it's closer to the to White River. Yeah. <laughs> Every, everyone just finds someone closer. Right. Like, to the point of like literally like I think like Taryn's like, so it's they have a giant like fifth wheel or trailer or whatever. And she's like, you totally stay with us. I'm like, all right, thanks. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Who's staying here? Well, me and my husband and Ted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. There you go. Uh, well, for MCTP, I'm Ted Smith. This is the podcast. Cheers.